the only thing that we talk about is that cat's funeral. Like, it's... She's so worried about this cat dying. Like, the day after uh, we got him, she was already picking out an urn. She started price shopping crematoriums, which, when you think of it, actually sounds like a place a cat should love. The uh, crematorium. Oh, wait. That's... There you go. Uh, also sounds like the place where they make creamsicles, maybe. Uh, or a porn studio. Look, it's not... <laughs> what it sounds like uh she's got so much anxiety about this cat dying though she's so worried about it she she would have nightmares actually she woke me up one night and she asked if we could put the cat's urn on display in a place of honor right like put his put his urn up on the uh, on the mantle in the living room and obviously i suggested taxidermy right uh more of a conversation starter she didn't like that though uh she didn't like that at all so i took a step back a step back because i feel like relationships are all about compromise i told her babe look uh we can cremate the back half if you'll let me mount his head on the wall so we're not together anymore, uh, but neither is the cat. So that's how that's going. I am dating again. One of my buddies, he keeps trying to set me up on dates. Uh, my friend actually asked me if I'd ever date an anti-vaxxer. I said, sure, right? Uh, if I was looking for something short-term, that might be how I do it. I did go on a date he set me up on, though. Uh, on the date, the woman I was there with, she told me she was a sapien sexual, and I was like, no homo? Turns out what she actually said was sapiosexual, which uh, I guess is when you only date men who know what that word means. And I don't know what that word means. <laughs> My grandfather likes to give me dating advice, too. He always suggests the same thing. My grandfather, he always says, uh, he, he always says to lay out rose petals as a romantic gesture. Uh, I've never understood this romantic gesture because to me it just seems like you're buying very expensive flowers and making a mess. Like, it doesn't add up uh and like the thing is like my grandfather he's an old-timey dude i'm sorry but uh ladies if he's laying out rose petals for you he's gonna try to make you clean that up he's not not a good person all right uh he's, he is a very old-timey dude my grandfather was a doctor during the korean war that's how old he is uh he all my, like i grew up in a military family my dad uh flew planes for the air force and i started smoking weed in high school so that's i think they call that legacy i don't know they're not proud of me uh it's fine it's fine uh did grow up in a military family kind of cool you, you you meet people from all different sorts of places uh like i have this friend who's really italian most italian guy i've ever met his name uh his name is raffaele michelli and he hates it when i say his name that way <laughs> he does not appreciate it at all uh never gonna stop saying it that way though because he found out one time i'd never had a cannoli before so he insisted we go to a real italian restaurant that evening after dinner, the waitress came by and asked if we wanted anything for dessert. I said, yes, I'll have one cannoli, please. And she just chuckled. <laughs> she just chuckled. I turned to my buddy. He said, yeah, one cannoli. I actually called a cannolo. So, like, I don't know if he brought me there just to do that, okay? Like, I don't know if that was his goal, but that guy's worse than a grammar Nazi, okay? I think we can agree. That guy's a linguistic fascist. That's exactly what that is. He's like a, a Mussolini. No, I'm sorry, Mussolino, right? Uh, There's really just the one. Uh... <laughs> Uh, man, it's uh, fun to be here. Uh, I, uh, I'm trying to improve my life a little bit, uh, trying, to, trying to get things in order. One of my friends suggested uh, manifesting to kind of try to help uh, get myself back on track. Uh, thing, like I, can't, I have a hard time getting into the manifesting thing, though, because uh, I feel like I believe in her more than she believes in herself, right? Because every manifesting story is the same. Every manifesting story is like, I wanted something, I started manifesting it, I worked towards it, and I got it. And I think one of those steps might not be necessary, all right? <laughs> Like, I didn't manifest a donut. I went to Krispy Kreme. You understand? It's You didn't manifest your dream vacation, Jan. You saved up PTO. It's fine to have worked for things. Uh, it's okay. 
I, I did try it though. I did try to get into it. Apparently, I've been doing it wrong. Uh, I did. I did give it a shot. Apparently, what I've been doing is actually called suicidal ideation. So that's not the same thing. Apparently, I didn't know. Uh, I quit therapy recently. I don't know if that's coming through. Uh, don't know if you can tell. Uh, I quit therapy because I found out that my therapist lived in a houseboat, and that guy shouldn't be giving advice to anybody. <laughs> Like, that guy may have the degree, but he does not have the qualifications. You know, it's... Like, I'm paying him $100 an hour, and he can't afford a house house. Are you kidding? Guy, it's so frustrating. Like, he didn't just decide to live down by the river. He decided to live on the river. You get what I'm... Uh, I feel like some of you guys are on his side now. Uh, <laughs> what's wrong with... Nothing's wrong with living on a houseboat. What's wrong with... Uh, it's, it's giving me advice also. Like, I just... I don't believe... In the advice. It's fine to make that choice. I, I will give him some credit, okay? Uh, when the ice caps melt, he'll still have seaside property. That's pretty cool. Give him that. Uh, it's also pretty cool to live in a place where piracy is still a legitimate concern. That's, that's nice. Uh, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Uh, I'm just doing bullet journaling now uh, instead of therapy. For those of you who don't know what bullet journaling is, it's a note-taking system where you buy way too many highlighters and turn your feelings into an aesthetic competition. Uh, I do it a little bit differently, though. I take all the money that I would have spent on highlighters, and I just buy bullet bourbon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I drink until I can be vulnerable with myself. That's my method. <laughs> uh, boy, I, uh, I'm also taking personality quizzes instead of therapy. Uh, personality quizzes are fun. Uh, I don't... I don't like the BuzzFeed kind of personality quizzes. They ask you, the questions are too specific. They ask you, like, what genre of music are you? Or uh, what, house, what House of Dragons character has the same personal hygiene habits as your best friend from middle school, right? They're just, they're too specific. Uh, don't like it. I like the clinical exams. Uh, okay, there's a ghost here now, uh, apparently. Welcome. Uh, I like the clinical exams. Uh, my favorite is the Big Five quiz. The biggest of the five for me was neuroticism. And when I saw that score, I asked myself, oh, should I just take this a couple more times on a few different websites so I can average the results and really be sure? Turns out that question is the answer. That's how you know. Uh, started therapy when I was in middle school. Uh, my therapist, he told me about another client of his whose name was Alexander. That guy just went by the middle part of the name. That guy just went by uh, Zan. thought that was so cool. Like, I didn't know you could do that. It's incredible. Uh, at around the same time, my parents told me that we were going to be moving to California. So I got it in my head that I could reinvent myself, right? Uh, I figured I'd go by Zan, I'd learn to skateboard, and I'd start doing hard drugs. I had a five-year plan. Guys, my guidance counselor should have been so proud. Uh, we did not move to California, though. It didn't happen. I uh, found out a little while later that Zan actually killed himself. Yeah, he was doing a different kind of bullet journaling. Uh, guess you could say I dodged that bullet, all right? It's, or he took it for me. Look, it's not... You're groaning at a fake person, all right? This is not... Not a real guy. Uh, all right, we'll do a little palate cleanser before I bring up your next act. Uh, you guys like puns? I feel like this is a pun crowd. Uh, here's a pun for you. Anybody here know the book Thus Spoke Zarathustra? Ah, really filled a Nietzsche market. All right, that's... <laughs> uh, I'm going to bring up your next act, everybody. Uh, please give a big warm welcome uh, to... Uh, oh, who was it going to be next? Uh... Hold on. I, if I was good at my job, I would have known this already. Are there any more seats? There's two seats here that aren't taken, but I don't know what this coat's about. Um, okay. All right, right in the front. Uh, no, we got we got two seats up here, folks. Uh, everybody, start filter. Come on, come on in here. If you're a comic, if you're a comic who's on the show, 
get the fuck out. Uh, let the people, let the people who paid for tickets come in here, uh, please, uh, by all means. Uh, are there folks? Are there folks still out there? Come on in. There's, there's two seats up here. Nobody's gonna, nobody. I mean, nobody should, you know, harass you or whatever. Yeah, if you paid for a seat, get in here. Get your money's worth. You have a ticket? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. I don't know. How am I supposed to tell? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, all right. I'm going to bring up your uh, your first act, everybody. Uh, it Your first act, uh, because I know that they're here, everybody. Give it up for Kathy Guest, everybody. Make some noise for Kathy Guest coming to the stage. Hey, everybody. There's seats up here. Come on in. Come on in. Oh, my God. I so great to be part of the festival. I did comedy the other night as part of the festival. And I was hit on afterwards by this uh, much older man. Yeah, woo. Yeah, exactly. It's awesome. It's nice to know that my insure milkshake still brings the old boys to the yard. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. And like before the pandemic too, like if that would have happened, I would have been like, ew, no. And now I'm like, ew, maybe. It's confusing. And then this younger guy I'm, and, and I are talking afterwards the other night, and he says to me, he goes, you know what? You look great. Stop it. He said, for your age. Yeah, he doesn't know what my age is, but it's okay. I said, you know what? That's such a nice compliment for your education level. Thank you. Thank you. It's all good. It's all good. Oh, man. Good to be here. So I actually spent 15 years in tech, a little bit about me. I was an executive in tech. Yes, hashtag lady business. Yeah, hey, which is exactly what I call my lady business when I don't call it the C-suite for obvious reasons. Yes, yes. And when I travel, people are like obsessed with it. They're like, oh my God, what was it like spending 15 years as an executive in very male-dominated tech? Well, the last company that I worked for had this kind of fun little tradition where everybody in the company got names. Like the IT guys, they were the it guys. Clever. Clever. The accountants were the dough bros. Makes sense. And then I got excited one day because they finally came up with a name for the women in my business division. Mm -hmm. Brenda and Christy. And my name is Kathy. Oh, yeah. That sums up 15 years in tech. That's what that was. It's true. 15 years is a lucky number for me. Uh, I've been happily married for 15 years. Thank you. Um, it's weird because I've been married for over 20. <laughs> they can't all be equally happy. I don't make the rules. I don't. No, it's true. And that's a long time, and marriage is really hard. So, you know, ups and downs, of course. And, um, but I, you know, it's funny because when things got really hard and they did, like, I never considered divorce. Now, murder? Hell yes. Yes. I always know the married people in the audience. The married people in the audience are like, hell yeah. That's right. That's right. Okay. Dial a murder. All right. We can do business later. The hitman. No, it's true. Absolutely. But I can't give him like all my stuff. Divorce is out of the question. Silicon Valley is expensive. No, no, no. Plus two, what happens if I divorce my husband and he meets another woman, falls in love, lives happily ever after? I can't take that risk. No, no. 
But here's what happened after 15 years, well, okay, over 20, of being happily married, yes, happily married, and two kids later, we do have two kids, two teenagers. They're a gift you can't return. Uh, Nobody told me, nobody warned me. Oh my God. But here's what happens after so many years together is that your hormones change. So I'm at this place in my 40s where like my hormones are going crazy. Like your PSA to the younger ladies, oh my God, I am hungry all the time and horny all the time. Like at the same time, true, absolutely. And my husband will shoot me that look when the kids are out of the house, like, yeah, let's, let's sexy time. And I'm like, I know you are not looking at me thinking we're going to have sexy time because you ain't got a damn sandwich in your hand. Go to the kitchen, take care of business. He comes back, right, with his penis between two, you know, with bread, <laughs> two slices of bread. Yes, yes, gluten-free because I believe in healthy eating. Thank you. It's true. It's creative. But it's true. Now my fantasy threesome, right? It's me, a hot guy, and a sandwich truck. <laughs> yes. Let's do it. Let's do it. But I'm also at an age, too, where, you know, what I want is very simple in life. I figured it out. I just need a guy to give me great orgasms and to take me antiquing. And I just hope that those two never meet. It's very simple. Very simple. It's true. Uh, so I butt dialed Lyft the other day. I don't know how I did it. I butt dialed Lyft, the ride sharing service that came to my house. They're like, did you call us? I'm like, I guess I did. It's like my dumb face on the app. Yeah, I guess I did. And they're like, well, we got to charge you $5 for a no-show fee. Then I thought, you know what? $5, that's awesome. Because that is the cheapest butt lift my ass is ever going to see. doesn't get better, does not And I learned, here's what I learned during COVID is that there's three levels of fitness. Three levels of fitness. There's fit, there's unfit, and holy shit, nothing fits. And I've been a couple of those at the same time. So easy, not a a problem, not a problem. But my husband, like he's like super into fitness, so he gets me this Apple Watch. I don't need it, it's a little much, but it's growing on me. It's totally growing on me because now I'm getting to track some really cool health metrics. Like right now, for example, you guys, I'm tracking the number of steps I need to reach my goal of pretentious Silicon Valley asshole. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so close, you guys. Don't worry. I'll tell you all about it on social media. True. It's true. I can't help it. So um, i to leave you with this thought. Um, I'm also at a place in my 40s where I realize that I look like I work at Target. <laughs> so every time I'm at Target, like people look at me, go, yeah, she works here. And it doesn't even bother me that they think I work there because people in retail work hard. But it bothers me a little bit that people look at me and they're like, you know what? That white lady looks like she knows where stupid shit is. (laughs) And you know what, you guys? They're right, I do. I do, like I know near me in San Jose at the Target store, I know that the pregnancy tests are right next to the weed drug tests. But that can't stand. So here's what I did, ladies. I added some chocolate, some condoms, and plan B, right? Some music, some wine. And so I like to think of it as a value bundle for the ladies. Aisle 16, Cottle Road, San Jose. Tell them Kathy Guest sent you. Thanks, everybody. Keep making some noise for Kathy Guest, folks. Come on, give it up for Kathy. That was great.
That was fantastic. Your next comic is, a, is San Francisco's very own Dorian Trong, everybody. Give it up for Dorian. Giving it up. Hello, everyone. I, uh, you know, I'm a little flustered because I uh, got here late. Uh, I was signing a petition for anti-bullying. Yeah, thank you. But uh, I got to say, looking back at it, it's kind of stupid, you know? Like, what are you going to do? You're going to show up to a 13-year-old's home, like, with a list of names? You're like, hey, stop having fun. Anyway, I... <laughs> I, th I think the real the real reason I signed the petition is because like I I remember how it felt to be like beaten up by a group of eighth graders. You know what I mean? It's a terrible feeling, uh, especially when you're 35. Because people don't help you when you're an adult and you're getting your ass kicked by kids. They just look. You know? It's funny. The whole time I was getting my ass beat, I was like, I'm gonna get them back. <laughs> I'm gonna do it by fucking their moms. Except that was, uh, it was, uh, it's not e as easy as I thought, you know what I mean? <laughs> I could have done like a million other things, but that was the first thought I had. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to give it to their moms. But I just settled for their dads, you know, and a couple of uncles. Fine, fine. I'm, I'm having trouble. I was having trouble uh, looking for a job, uh, so then I decided to lie on my resume. And I worked like a charm, guys. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, all I had to do was say, like, oh, I'm bilingual, and they just, they just believe me. It's weird. That's how I got my job at here at, uh, in the public defender's office. Whenever someone comes in uh, speaking a different language, I just use Google Translate, right? And then I type in there, I type in, uh, I was like, uh, if you ever come back, I'm going to call the cops. Yeah, I might not have a good job, um, but I am dating a white girl which is uh, the American dream for like immigrants, you know what I mean? We still get into arguments, um, you know? Because of our cultural differences, like some, I, I, sometimes I just get so frustrated whenever we're at a restaurant and she asks the waiter like what kind of wines they have because we're in a Chinese restaurant. I was like, we just ordered everything off the menu for like $10. Like why, why, why do you think we would have, they would have good wine here? It makes no sense makes zero sense at all my girlfriend recently asked me to go uh, to therapy uh, because she's tired of telling me what's wrong with me and she want to outsource it to someone else and I don't want to go to therapy and it's not because of stigma you guys I get I hear that a lot they're like men don't go to therapy because of stigma and I don't think that's true because there's a stigma to public masturbation but every public transit comes pre-installed with a pervert just like mm, mm. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure, like, sometime in their life, like, some guy's like, hey, man, what about the stigma? He's like, oh, I don't know. This just feels too good. <laughs> yeah, I think there's an easier way to change your man, ladies, if you're uh, dating someone, and uh, it's a lot cheaper. You just give him some pussy. That's, that's all you need. Just microdose him a little. Like, I can honestly see my own grandma, like, spontaneously combust in front of me, and I would be sad. But if, like, a nice lady came and was like, hey, you want some pussy? And I'll be like, oh, I'll feel better immediately. I'll start walking down the street whistling and shit, you know, giving me that one of these dumb salutes. All right. Anyway. But, yeah, sometimes I, uh, 
Sometimes I get into arguments with my girlfriend. It's always a bad idea, you know, because I always forget how good she is at it. You know what I mean? She got me like backpedaling like I'm a president at a press conference. You know what I mean? Just like dodging shoes like George, George W. I started saying shit that don't even make sense. I'm like, oh. it was locker room talk. You know, I wasn't looking at her butt. It was too small. I can't see it. And one of her friends was like chime in. Her friends was like, um, oh, CNB CNBC, you said your girlfriend was a bitch. And I'm like, fake news. Yeah, so I try to make it up to her after a fight. So I take her to Daiso. If you guys don't know what <laughs> you guys don't know what Daiso is, it's a uh, it's like a 99 cent store, but like the Asian version of it, uh, which also means it's classier, but not because of the reason you think, you know. Like the clientele is just a little better because in Daiso they just love to make you do math for no apparent reason. Like they, they clearly know that they're in the U.S., but they like to price everything in Japanese yen. You know, you get up to the front, they're like, "Oh, three thousand yen equals a dollar and fifty cents, and you have seventy thousand yen. How much do you owe?" That's when you rob them. I'm just kidding. Like people don't rob. You wouldn't rob because you don't know how much the things cost. You know, like in California, if you steal like anything over like nine hundred twenty-five dollars something, it's like a felony. Every time I look down my basket, I'm like, oh, this could be like five dollars, or it could be like a million dollars. I have no idea. I have no idea. I uh, to get through my nerves right before I got here, I had period sex. Thank you, thank you. She was a slave. And I was a soldier from the Civil War. I said, uh, you're going to be fine, miss. You're going to be free in about five minutes. But right now. We didn't know if it was okay. She was like, oh, is it okay? Can we, can we do this? Is it all right? I'm like, sure, babe, it's fine. You're white and I'm black. Totally fine. All right, that's my time. Let's bring uh, Alex back up here, everyone. <laughs> Keep clapping for Dorian Trong, everybody. San Francisco's very own. You made him. You created him. Uh, it's not on me. Uh, your next act, everybody. Your next act. Uh, please make some noise for Melina Best, everybody. Make some noise for Melina Best. Coming up to the stage. Clap real loud all the way from Portland. Thank you. How y'all doing tonight? Good. All right. So I took a lift ride to work the other day, and the driver was like, Melinda? I'm like, Melina, but she's like, I think I gave you a ride before. I'm like, then why'd you get my name wrong, bitch? Like, what the fuck? A little bit more about me. I I work in a dying industry. I'm a server at an old folks home. Most of the people I serve are regulars until they're not like There's one resident Edith. 
She has a habit of eating her placemat. I mean, I can't really blame her. The service is pretty slow. I was <clears throat> taking my time uh, getting to a residence table, and she said to her table mate about me, well, he's mentally challenged. <laughs> I mean, I would have preferred a tip. <laughs> on a medical diagnosis, but, okay. <laughs> the other night a resident wanted a fork. I brought over a fork and she said, oh, I took one from the other table because I <laughs> didn't have faith in you. I'm like, lady, your days are numbered, so. <laughs> Last Valentine's Day, a resident wanted to give me a tip, not a medical diagnosis. <laughs> Call back. I declined, and he slipped me a hundred. I said, "Your place or mine?" Like, <laughs> all right. Last Valentine's Day, a resident told me they were going to write me into their will. So I quickly grabbed a pen and was like, can we do this while you're still lucid? Like, <laughs> My favorite resident, though, he's 102. I've adopted him as my second grandpa, which he doesn't really like. He's like, maybe ease up on the affection. Like, don't visit my room every day. It was my birthday recently. Yeah. And so I told him as much, and he was like, I'll take the soup. I mean, I might add he's hard of hearing. So I wrote it down, and he was like, he accurately guessed my age and asked how old I th thought he was. I said 32, <laughs> for comedic effect. He's not 32. He said, I'll take the meatloaf. <laughs> Can't win them all, you guys. So I've been with my boyfriend for about 10 years. I'm a hopeless romantic, and he's a cat. <laughs> I got a tattoo of him. <laughs> I told him he had to get one of me. <laughs> we got to the tattoo parlor, but he pussied out. I mean, it is forever. <laughs> so I'm thinking my next tattoo will be of Reese uh, with a tattoo of me. <laughs> but my favorite part about having this tattoo is the people who will look at it and be like, is that your cat?
Yeah. <laughs> How rude would it be to have someone else's cat on my arm? I did a comedy show in Portland, and afterward a guy was like, you were funny. I was about to say thank you. And he said, in a good way. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm mentally challenged, so yes, I needed a clarification. <laughs> he provided. Um, a while back, I dated a human. Don't tell Reese. <laughs> and he said, no offense, but are you autistic? He said, no offense, so we're good. <laughs> I'm not offended. Don't worry. I recently visited my grandparents, and my mom said, hey, uh, tell your jokes to your grandma. And my grandma was like, I'm going to go hide in the closet. Right? That's what you... Uh, yeah, if, if you don't want to see my comedy, like, <laughs> what? Still working on that one. Uh, I'll leave you with this. I, um, took a, took another lift. It's my thing. Uh, and the driver was like, have a good night and remember to wake up in the morning. <laughs> Thanks for the tip. <laughs> I've been Melina Bass. Have a good one. Clap more for Melina Bass, everybody. You know the drill. Fantastic. All the way from Portland. So funny. Uh, your next act, your next act is another San Franciscan, uh, has the most Italian name I've ever heard in my life. Uh, please give it up for Lorenzo Barberi Scaratico or something like that. It's close. <laughs> eh, I'm pretty close. <laughs> Clap some more for this guy. Come on. I'm not trying it again. As I promised, I'm not going to correct you on the way you pronounced it. I know it would trigger you a little bit. No, I'm kidding, kidding. Um, hey everybody, before I begin, I think you should know a little bit about the context as to why I'm doing this. So I'm a data scientist and I work at the kind of university that would probably fire me if they knew that I'm here tonight. Um, but I mostly do this because as a data scientist, I come across a lot of very um, provocative and shocking statistics. And I you know to try to make sense of it and learn how to tell people the truth without making them cry. I decided to try my hand at stand-up, right? So what I'm mostly going to focus on tonight is actually I'm going to talk about a breakthrough that I had at work this week. I think I finally figured out why gay guys hit on me. Okay, okay, actually, let me correct this because I'm sure one of the gay comics in the audience is going to stand up here and say, I find Lorenzo unfuckable. I have no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> I'm not saying all gay guys hit on me. I'm specifically referring to, to the random dudes that DM me on Instagram, okay? See, I've been sharing screenshots of my Apple Watch after I work out as like my Instagram story because I don't really care about social media, but there's just enough of a pool to make me more consistent about the healthy habit of exercise. 
And the moment I started doing that, you know, people started DMing me, you know, because they were excited about the kind of workouts that I was doing. And uh, it's mostly dudes, right? And so recently I shared the results that I got from my latest body scan. And, uh, and I discussed, like, I lost 2% body fat. Woo! No, really? No celebration? Like, you know, it's actually kind of difficult. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um, and it was like, I gained four pounds of muscle. And most importantly, now the muscles in my body are apparently uh, perfectly distributed. And so this random dude DMs me. It's like, yo, man. Can you send me a picture? I want to see it for myself. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I just couldn't like make sense of this. But before I make fun of gay men's porn preferences, um, let me prove to you that I'm actually an ally of the LGBT AIQ plus community. I just want to make sure I don't get canceled, you know, for the joke I'm about to make. I'm going to prove this by settling like the debate, you know, that affects, I think, all men equally once and for all, which is that gay men have big dick energy, okay? And the reason as to why I know this is because data scientists have actually created a unique data set of all male porn stars. And then once they started categorizing them as gay male porn stars versus heterosexual male porn stars, they were able to then you look at the statistic, right, of what is the average penis size of a gay porn star. It's half an inch bigger than heterosexual porn stars, which I think just objectively proves gay men have big dick energy, okay? Now that I put this out of the way, yeah, I couldn't make sense of like, why are all these men just DMing me on Instagram? And um, then I came across like another major data point this week that kind of clarified it for me. So apparently straight guys is the fifth most popular porn category for gay men worldwide. I did not know that. I was like, this is so random, right? And it really couldn't make sense of this, right? But now I was like, okay, I get it. Like it's part of the fantasy, right? Turning a straight guy, right? So I asked one of my gay friends, and I was like, what do you think this means? Like, I didn't even know this was a thing, right? And he just had to explain to me, like, no, Lawrence, you don't understand. Like, for us bottoms, it's very hard to find tops. And initially, I didn't understand what he meant until I looked at the data from Grindr, okay? So the ratio of bottoms to tops is seven to one. So the reason as to why gay men are desperate to turn heterosexual guys into conquest is because they're desperate from a purely a ratio perspective of tops to bottoms. And that's when it hit me. Oh my God, the reason as to why this is happening is not because I'm doing anything particularly strange to invite this kind of attention on Instagram. The reason as to why this is happening is because gay men you would think have the best sex life of all time and somehow, somehow evolution and nature still manages to screw you at the end of the day. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Make some more noise for the horniest statistician you've ever seen. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man, your next act, everybody. He's here all the way from Massachusetts. Really good guy. Please make some noise for Joe Capinos, everybody. Give it up for Joe Capinos. Keep clapping even more. Keep going over your host, Alex, everybody. Wow, that that was, yeah, you're like, he's not doing that great. I thought he was doing fantastic. Apparently not everybody else thought so. Uh, I was also like, I'm stoked because Alex actually asked me how to pronounce my last name. Uh, and most people don't tend to do that, and they'll just always get it wrong. Like, I admit, I have terrible handwriting. And one time I put my name on a list, and someone, rather than asking what it was, they just assumed they knew what it was. They're like, coming up next to the stage, your next comedian, Joker Penis. I was like, yeah, no, that's not it. And then apparently it stuck. <laughs> Everybody loved it, and uh, I stopped going there, so. <laughs>
Uh, have you all heard the phrase, uh, or there, there are two guarantees in life? We all know the two guarantees in life? Okay, okay, what, what are the two guarantees in life? Death and taxes. I went to a, a local uh, comedy show out in Rhode Island uh, not too long ago. I found out there are three guarantees in life, death, taxes, and if you give a middle-aged straight white man a microphone, he will complain about his marriage? A lot, yeah. Uh, I should have I should have kind of like figured it out from the get-go, you know, like looking at the flyer, they had like quintessential names that you would have guessed they would have been misogynistic. It was like Mike Hockey, Pete... <laughs> in high school Peter like it just kind of had those vibes about it but like they complained about like the dumbest shit to be honest you know what I mean like one of the guys was like oh ever since I got married my wife started making me wash my balls I was like dude what were you doing before like did you just you just thought the dribble down from the shampoo was good enough you could tell what kind of guy he was because he was like, oh, I like using those three-in-one, uh, you know, shampoos. You can, uh, you can wash your body, your truck tires, and brush your teeth. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of energy. Uh, one of the other guys complained, but he was like, oh, ever since I got married, I can't just jerk off wherever I want to anymore. Now I got to jerk off in the laundry room. I was like, bro, you haven't been a renter in a while, have you? I was like, you have a fucking laundry room, my dude. I would wish I could jerk off in my laundry room. If I do that, it's at least two days in jail. That's guaranteed. Like, my laundromat doesn't let me do that. <laughs> Crazy stuff. Uh, I, uh, just to let everybody know in the room, uh, I do identify as emo. I don't know if that was clear or not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was walking down the street. Someone was like, hey, those are like the tightest jeans in San Francisco. I was like, yeah, I got to keep up the aesthetic. He was like, how are your balls? <laughs> not good. I was like, I'm practically pegging myself right now. It's not, <laughs> not the best time. Uh, but I am, uh, I would say I'm a bit of an aging emo at this point. I had to get rid of the vans for these like Adidas geriatrics. I needed, I needed the support. Uh, <laughs> I went to the doctors, uh, so I turned 30 not too long ago, and I went to the doctors because I started experiencing lower back pain. Yes, I think it's collective. I don't, I'm glad I know it's everybody. I don't remember when I signed the lease on the body. It was like, as soon as you turn 30, your back's going to explode. And I was like, that sounds fantastic. Sign me up for it. Um, and I went to, so I went to the doctor, I was talking about it, and her diagnosis was, I shit you not, her diagnosis was uninterrupted sitting. I was like, yeah, I've never had somebody medically call me a pussy before. Like, that's, that's interesting. Uh, I, uh, I have a job. You can clap it up for employment. That's cool. Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, I work at a community college, uh, so I guess I would also kind of consider myself a, a corporate emo about it. Um, yeah, being a corporate emo means that I just, uh, I don't cry over girls anymore. I just cry over paperwork. Yeah, that's, yeah, if you work in a corporation, you get it. It's like, uh, I was, trying to, I was trying to hand in one of my reports the other day, and I was looking for it on my laptop, and I couldn't find it. And I was starting to get stressed, and I couldn't find it. I couldn't find it. My brain just naturally went, where are you? <laughs> <laughs> the Excel spreadsheet. It was just, uh... I audited my files. I just couldn't find it. It was, it was a very stressful uh, situation. Uh, we got any couples out there? Couples? Clap it up for yourselves. Yeah, woo, you can be excited about that. It doesn't have to be depressing. Uh, yeah, I'm in, a, I'm in a relationship. I'm in a, a polyamorous relationship. We're all familiar with that. Yeah. <laughs> this guy gets it. Uh, 
Yeah, I'm in, uh, for those who don't know, I'm in a polyamorous relationship, which means she has a girlfriend and I got a high five for the attempt. She gets way more pussy than I do. That's that's for sure. Um, <laughs> all good. <laughs> She's also a uh, pansexual. Do y'all know what pansexual means? Yeah, that means she will fuck anybody, anybody who buys her food first. That's that's what it is. I found out if you buy her pupusa, she will pupusa her pussy. That is. We don't like Mexican food up here. That's cool. All right. Uh, I am not a big fan of uh, advertisements. Uh, I was driving by a dispensary uh, back in, in Massachusetts, uh, and it said, uh, INSA, marijuana for real life. It's like, as opposed to what? I don't know if Zuckerberg's doing some new shit. What is he working on, like, crypto kush? You could buy that blockchain bud or those NF terpenes. You buy it now, it's not, as worth, it's not worth as much as it was later. You can't smoke it. You can't do anything with it, but yeah. Um, I thought NF terpenes would have done a little better. That's all right. I thought it was there. I thought I had it. I was like, yeah, like that's clever. Terpenes. Uh, everybody knows what terpenes are. All right. Uh, <laughs> ladies, where you at? You out there? Clap it up for yourselves. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, y'all ever been uh, cat called before? Yeah, it's not the best, right? Yeah. Uh, have y'all ever uh, been cat called and then heard, ugh, never mind? Yeah, I would argue that's way worse. <laughs> and here's the thing. It's a confusing thing for me because I don't understand it. It's like, my ass is still the same. All right, I get it. You're from behind. You saw the luxurious dress of my hair in a sweet can. You're like, I'm trying to smash it. And then you got English Professor Dad beard, and you're like, I'm off this train. <laughs> and I don't understand the philosophical debate. What is it with Schrodinger's beard? Is the ass fuckable or not in, or in the presence or absence of the beard? I don't know. I'm still trying to figure it out. I just want somebody to notice that I've been squatting. All right, guys, that's my time. Give it up for your host, Alex, everybody. Keep clapping for Joe Capinos, everybody. Make some more noise for him. Your next act is also coming here all the way from Portland. Please make some noise for Chris Lockridge, everybody. Get your hands, put, into, put them together for Chris Lockridge. Here he comes to the stage. Uh, hello, yes, uh, I'm Christopher. Um, I'm actually going by, uh, pro oh, okay, yes, I have the hiccups. Uh, that's a fair warning. Uh, I made some terrible decisions today, uh, and they led to the hiccup. So before you feel too bad for me, I deserve them. Yes, my name is Christopher, uh, but I'm actually, hmm, I'm actually going by uh, Christ. Um, because my name's Christopher Wright, so I feel like I can shorten that to where I want, right? My name, goddammit. Uh, I actually, um, my girlfriend and I split up recently, um, and after we split up, everyone kept asking me why we would stop seeing each other. They said, like, oh, she was so nice, why would you two quit dating? And I guess to anyone who keeps asking me that, and to you guys... I'd like to ask you, would you continue date, dating somebody that you had to support financially? Uh, somebody that was selfish? Somebody that was visually a six at, at best? Well, she wouldn't either. Yeah, well. 
I'm about to I'm about to hiccup. Uh. Yeah, and after we broke up, it was kind of what she said to me that got to me. She said, I think we should start spending more time focusing on ourselves. And I thought, that's crazy. That's crazy. Because I've been doing that the whole time. So in a way, that kind of makes her the problem, right? In a way, how? Hiccuping. Yeah, um, do I... Do I look like I hate children? Do I look like I hate children? Okay, that's not the reaction I really wanted. Um, I'm going to try that again. Um, do I look like I hate children? Do I look... Okay, I'm going to re retry that again. Do I look like I hate children? Oh, what the hell? What the fuck? Okay, well, I'm going to let you know that I actually have a kid, believe it or not. Yeah. I see. Silence. Yeah, that's right. I've got a kid. And if people keep telling me that I look like I hate children, um, they're never going to see their parents again. So, so that's on you. Uh, man, <clears throat> I actually just got back from, I got back from California, um, relatively recently. I was in, Por I, mean, I live in Portland and I came down here recently, but I was here to, uh, take my grandpa to chemo. Um, yeah, he's had cancer for like 18 years. Um, uh, so at this point he's kind of milking it, right? Like that's... That's a long time to have cancer. Um, like every time I have something important going on, Grandpa's got to go get more chemo. He's so selfish. And now he's got two kinds of cancer? All right. Well, I, you know, I, do you guys not feel pity for me? Oh. Yeah, oh. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Okay. Uh d has anyone in here oh. <clears throat> has anyone in here ever been arrested? You have? How about how about you? Yearly? Nearly. <laughs> ne ne you near nearly been arrested? Yearly, okay. How about you? Have you been arrested? Really? Huh. Talking. Okay, well, I... Okay, I got arrested once. Um... It was during everything that was going on in downtown Portland in 2020. I was out recording video footage. I was not pro protesting, but I, I was recording it. Um, and uh, there were a lot of people who got arrested downtown in Portland in 2020 that did not deserve to get arrested. Uh, but I de definitely deserve to get arrested. 
when I got footage um, of me getting arrested, uh, I thought, I'm definitely using this footage for the trial. And then after I watched it, I thought, I'm definitely not using this footage for the trial. Because in the video footage, the police officer says, don't come over here or you're going to get arrested. And then my now ex-girlfriend says, uh, Chris, is that true? Can they arrest us? And then I said, no. We're good. <laughs> and uh, and uh, then they arrested us. Um, and actually at the trial, I lost faith in the justice system um, because they found me innocent. And I was definitely guilty. Yeah, but I found this neat legal strategy. I talked about with my lawyer, and I used it, and it was really effective. Um, and I recommend you guys use it, too. Really neat strategy. It's called uh, lying on the stand. Yeah, I highly recommend you all use it. All right, I guess that's it for my time. I'm Christopher, but I'm going by Christ these days. Give it up for Christ with hiccups, everybody. That <laughs> I love how you were all on his side at first with the hiccups, and then you all turned on him unanimously. That was <laughs> I loved seeing that. That was incredible. Uh, your next act, folks, um, please uh, give a big warm welcome to Rhoda Gravador, everybody. Make some noise for Rhoda coming up to the stage. Hey. Hey, give it up for Alex and the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Yeah. So uh, my name is Rhoda, and I am 48 years old. Thank you very much. You know, every time I tell someone I'm 48, they always go, wow, you look your age. Any 20-somethings here tonight? Hello, good evening. How about my 30-somethings? 30 Hello, you know what? How about we all pretend we're 30 tonight? Okay, one more time. Where are my 30-somethings at? Yeah, that's right. Give it up for yourselves. Though, I hate to break it to you, but some of you aren't going to make it to 40. Sorry. <laughs> I don't mean to brag, but I am a great mom. Thank you. I am a great mom because I don't have any kids. <laughs> I am a dog mom. So, yeah, thank you. So, technically, that makes me a MILF. <laughs> thank you very much. I'm a dog mom to two pit bulls. Give it up for the pit bulls, guys. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Both of them were cesarean. I, uh, I know you guys look at me and go, oh, yeah, she's definitely a cougar going to comedy festivals, pretending to be a comic just so she can pick up on young men. Well, I am actually a panther, which is the opposite of a cougar. So I am 48 and my boyfriend is a corpse. Uh, who's on the dating apps here? Anyone? Dating apps? Yay, there you go, my one person, brave enough to admit it, thank you. Now I can tell the joke. <laughs> so uh, younger users are moving away from Tinder because uh, Tinder's long-term users are now in their 50s, but they're pretending to be in their 30s. Ah, 
And these long-term users are finding that they're getting matched with their aunts and uncles, which is great for Alabama. I, um, who here lives in the city? Any city folk here? Hello, right on, yeah. I actually, I live in Marin. I live in Marin because my boyfriend is white. Uh. <laughs> my boyfriend is a Russian Jew. I am a Filipino Catholic. And uh, Jews and Filipinos actually have a lot in common. Uh, you know, we're both late for everything all the time. Yeah, right? He runs on Jewish standard time, and I'm Filipino. <laughs> and we both take forever to say goodbye at parties. My boyfriend calls it the Jewish goodbye. I call it leftovers. <laughs> both Jews and Filipinos are well known. See? She brings home leftovers all the time. <laughs> Both Jews and Filipinos are well known for a food that starts with the letter B. Jews have the bagel. Filipinos have the balot. Balot is a partially developed duck egg embryo, also known as Mitch McConnell's neck. Uh, both Jewish and Filipino mothers love using guilt. Do you know what the difference is? between a Jewish mom and a Filipino mom? The New Testament. Both Jew, uh, a Jewish mom would say to me, you put on some weight. A Filipino mom would say, oh my God, you're so fat over here, and you are also fat over there. Eat some more balot. Both uh, Russians and Catholics have a lot in common. Russians believe propaganda, Catholics believe the Bible. Catholics drink wine, representing the blood of Christ, and Russians drink vodka until they can taste their own blood. Putin, former Philippine President Duterte, and current Philippine President Bongbong Marcos have something in common. Duterte killed people who do drugs, and Putin kills people who... who... and Bongbong... First, he will steal your bling bling, and then he'll go bang bang. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. I've been, uh, I've been taking a lot of naps recently, so I figured I should probably look into that. And it turns out that older adults who nap longer more frequently at a higher risk of getting Alzheimer's. Give it up for Alex and the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Yeah, that's right. I am Rhoda, and I am 48 years old. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I think that Democrats and progressives should just embrace global warming, okay? Because if Louisiana becomes part of the Gulf of Mexico, then technically there are two less Republicans in the Senate, correct? And if Texas goes under, so does Ted Cruz. And if Alabama goes under, then daughters no longer have to give birth to their father's babies. Kentucky just passed a bill making it illegal for infertility doctors to impregnate their patients with their own sperm. It is still, however, legal to store the embryos in Mitch McConnell's neck. 
Anyone here remember a comic from the 80s named Andrew Dice Clay? Okay, here we go. Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall because Mexico never built the fucking wall. Oh! Jack and Jill went up the hill to fetch a pail of water. Jill got paid 30% less, so she kicked Jack down the fucking hill. Oh! Hush, little baby, don't say a word. Papa's gonna buy you a mockingbird. And if that mockingbird don't sing, it's probably dead. Oh! Mitch McConnell has a neck. E-I-E-I-O. And in his neck, he kept dead puppies. E-I-E-I-O. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. If you're happy and you know it and you really want to show it, go fuck yourself. Oh, that's my time. Thank you very much. Make some more noise for Rhoda, everybody. Clap a lot. Uh... I have a little, another little pun for you guys. Uh, does anybody here know what you call a talkative empanada? An empanada yada. All right, that's just fun. That's a Laffy Taffy joke. Your next act, folks, uh, he's here all the way from Florida. Really nice guy, really funny dude. Give it up for Chris Sanders, everybody. Make some noise for Chris Sanders. Thank you, Alex. Oh, you good, buddy? All right, there we go. This place has no insurance. Okay. Yeah, so don't trip, don't fall, don't catch an STD in here, people. Um, my name's Chris Sanders. Great to see you guys. Love mutiny. Uh, I have a horrible medical condition. I suffer from resting Tiger Woods face. That's what I suffer from. Green jacket, full moon. I might fuck your wife tonight. Watch out. Or British Robert Evans. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, my day job's I'm a teacher. I got to say, being a teacher isn't like any other job in America, right? There's nothing like a kid coming into kindergarten not knowing how to write their name, and by fourth grade, they're writing fuck off on their spelling tests. It's... it's Unlike anything, oh my gosh, Damien, your curse was fantastic. You're going to skip a grade. Not because you're smart, but because I'm terrified of you, all right? Kids be shooting in Florida. I'm just saying, kids be shooting. Yeah, that's real. Yeah. Hey, I live there. You guys don't, okay? <laughs> I may not make it to the 8th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Yeah, it's wild. Like, uh, when you're like a teacher, though, you're kind of like a second parent. Like, I had one kid who came to school. He didn't have shoes on, right? So I, during my lunch, I go to uh, the store, come back, give him shoes. He unboxes it, and he's like, you bought me shacks? What? Kills in Oakland. All right, anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, so he's freaking out, but he, he's happy I got him shoes, right? So he puts the shoes on, and during recess, he tries to come up and hug me, right? Like you, you're a lovely lady. Like if a kid hugged you, you, you'd probably hug him back, right? Me, I look like Tiger Woods, okay? I don't need a second scandal in my life. Anytime a kid tries to come up and hug me, I immediately run the other way. You know why? I'm trying to teach him boundaries between me and a thorough investigation. That's what I'm trying to teach him. Not going to see me in the newspaper. Chris Sanders love kids. No, fuck the kids. That's all right. Fuck their moms, though. I will fuck their moms in a second. Yeah, there's no law against that, I think, right? Uh, who likes school? Who likes school? Anyone like school? Anyone in school? All right, what's going on? Yeah, nerds unite. I love it. Uh, 
Yeah, uh, a lot of kids, they hate school, right? They hate school because we forget that school is the box. But kids, they think outside the box. Case in point, I'm teaching uh, American history in fourth grade. And we're doing a, a little lesson on American history. Quiz the kids. They go, why weren't slaves allowed to read? None of the kids raised their hand except Damien. Easy, Mr. Sanders. Slaves weren't allowed to read because if slaves could read, they would read books on magic and unchain their friends.